The following Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifrey Embassy and has been made possible by donations from listeners like you. Live from Stangmore Prison, this is Doctor Who Podshock. Doctor Who Podshock. Okay, well, let's do it. No, I you know, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program, with Louis Trapani, Ken Deep, hello, James Norton, hello, news, fabulous, reviews, and fan mail for James, Uh, Doctor Who Podshock, from the Gallifrey Embassy and Outpost Gallifrey. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh yeah, what blew that? I'm the Doctor, and who are you? Outpost Gallifrey presents Doctor Who Parchark, episode 130, 130, and with me is Mr. Ken Deep. Hello. Hey, Ken, good to have you back on board. Good to be back. And, and in one piece. Um, yes, well, you know, multiple pieces, we would just kind of menu together anyway, but uh, one piece is always good. And across the pond, let's welcome Mr. James Norton. Hi. Hello. Yo, how's it going? Hey, James. Yo, how's it going? <laughs> As urban James. Indeed. Mixing it up old school, as well, they say. Now that all your particles have been accelerated and we did not go <laughs> up in a, um, in, a, in a mini black hole Stuck. back mm-hmm. on September 11th. What was it? What's the, the LCH? Um, LHC, Large LHC. Hadron Collider. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Louis Trapani, and uh, we're here with Doctor Who Podshock. Yes, and it's a, it's, it's a reunion, practically, being that the three of us... How long has it been since we recorded a new Podshock? I mean, I know some have come out, but most of those had been recorded in various well, we had, yeah, places and times. Segments that had been previously recorded and now are, you know, that were put together and, and to make whole episodes. And we're mm. going on, uh, well, we actually, we're over three years now. As Doctor Who Podshot, it's that's uh, pretty cool. We got a lot of things going on. And being that we haven't put out and we haven't recorded the three of us together, there actually is a lot of news to get to. Now we could, uh, we're not going to get into details of every little thing about a, a release, this, a book, that, or whatever. But but there are some big news stories that have that have come out over the last couple months that well, I know the three of us would love to cover. Yeah, I mean, a yeah. lot of it, when we say news stories, a lot of it has to do with um, what's being reported in the news but aren't, you know, isn't exactly news. In other words, we're re- reporting on um, what the Sun Rumors. has written mm-hmm. or what was that other paper, the new... Um, news of the World. News probably. of the World, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's sort of us commenting on what these other publications are reporting but nothing really has been officially <laughs> announced through the BBC. So, um, yeah. but I guess maybe before we go into any of that, we should give off um, some spoiler warnings, uh, possible spoiler warnings, because we don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, right. they are very interesting and 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 quite titillating. So we definitely want to uh, discuss them because the possibilities are are really fascinating with some of the things that have been mentioned. But take it with a with a grain of salt. Uh, being that this is probably most of these things uh, have um, lead back to Rupert Rupert Murdoch owned news sources. Mm. Uh, but that being said, several times in the past, 
many of the news, many of the rumors we heard turned out to be true. So, yeah, it's yeah, a, even, sort of a that. 50-50 thing, you know, where, you know, many of, them come out, yeah, many of them do come out to either they're true or they have a grain of truth in them, you know, so a seed of something that that might have. Uh, you know, spark off whatever, wherever they, you know, tangents they went into, but there, there was something there, you know. Yeah. And I mean, even when the BBC has come back and, and debunked it or, or, or they, they've been quite clever in the way that they've done it, the Beeb, in the past, because they've not outright denied it. Not necessarily. They've just said, well, you know, they've known that the, that, that the rumor hasn't been the full truth and they've just kind of said, well, it's not true which is, is the case, but they haven't said that there's no uh, truth well, in it. According to Digital Spy, one I, I guess maybe we should oh. go into what we're talking about anyway, yes. um, because Digital, truth, right? Digital Spy did say that they contacted the BBC and they did deny it, so that's when we all started joking, well, then it must be true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, the story goes... A spoiler which, alert, possible spoiler is, alert. <laughs> obviously, it was a massive spoiler alert at the time, and I guess it's been out there for a while now. Um, but, and I actually, I heard about this through Lewis emailing me about it and was saying, This is a massive spoiler. Don't click it if you don't want to know, kind of thing. <laughs> Which he immediately opened it. So of course I immediately clicked on it, absolutely. And the headline, which ran in in that fantastic uh, pinnacle of, of British journalism, The Sun, <laughs> which was uh, Paul McGann back as Doctor Who, which basically the story goes that they were saying that the, the former Doctor Who, the eighth Doctor, Paul McGann, will be making a surprise comeback to the TARDIS in the coming year, in the coming sort of mini specials or, or mini series or whatever you want to call what Doctor Who will be in, in the coming coming year in 2009 uh, of course uh, Paul McGann being a, a very uh, famous actor in the UK for starring in things like With Nell and I um, but also the one-off collaboration where he featured as the 8th Doctor between obviously the BBC and Fox back in 1996 um, which in the States anyway, was, was something of a flop. So obviously a follow-up series was never, was never made. Um, and then they cast Christopher Eccleston back when the show returned back in 2005. Well, I have to take you to task first. It wasn't a flop. So. Well, I don't think it was a flop, but obviously... No, it wasn't, Fox period. It just wasn't because it wasn't picked up as a regular series. It had, you know, it did well. But Fox exactly hasn't... Um, have, doesn't exactly have a very good track record. Well, that's with, true. Talk uh, to the people who like Firefly and Firefly <laughs> or Family Guy or because I think Family Guy was Fox, right? Where yes, they only yes. brought it back because of the the, the strength of DVD sales mm -hmm. and so on. Well, in their eyes, for Futurama whatever reason, as well. Uh, flop, perhaps. Thank you, Ken. Flop, perhaps, is the is the wrong word to use. I mean, uh, certainly it wasn't a flop in the UK, but just from what I've heard about it in the states. Um, Obviously, you have to wonder why they didn't turn it into a series, but that was that. But anyway, uh, they, this, the article was saying that there were, he, he was, Paul McGann was basically expected to begin filming in October, uh, stroke November, for one of the four feature-length specials that will be broadcast in 2009. And it would essentially be sort of flashback scenes, which is what kind of a lot of fans, particularly a lot of contributors to Podshock, have said that they would like to see some flashbacks from the Time War. Um, 
they even I think in the article they even went so far as to say that he wouldn't have his you know lovely long locks that he had in in the in the film which I think was a wig right or or yeah, uh, yeah it was because he had just recently had cut his hair for a part that he was doing before that so they were expecting him to have his you know similar hairstyle that he had in like with with nail and I you know with but to even to even go down to um this kind of detail that he he wouldn't have his 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 uh, the same hairstyle that he had uh, for the movie is, is quite bizarre, really. But then I guess if, uh, the day after or maybe a few days after, as Lewis has already mentioned, um, Digital Spy, uh, a fantastic uh, website, which uh, I don't know about you guys, but one that I regularly frequent, um, basically came back and said that the BBC had completely rejected the claims and said that there's no truth to the story at all. So as Lewis Jack- well, exactly. Therefore, it must be um, the, the case because I remember um, at least for one rumor, I think the Sun said that, that Billy Piper would be leaving at the end of series two, which the BBC came back and said, that's not true at all, <laughs> complete lies. Uh, and in a sense, again, they they denied it from the offset. Um, of course, she did leave, but she did come back. So... I don't know whether the, uh, there's no smoke without fire, but I don't know whether whether the sun is is right in saying this. I would love. I don't know about you guys, but I would love it to be true. Well, I I, we've been saying this for ages. I know in Doctor yeah. Pachak, I've been saying that we have these Doctor Who light stories each series. Why not take advantage of doing a light episode by bringing back Paul McGann and have a flashback episode, and 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 he could be. It won't be a Doctor light story, but it it could. Um, succeed in doing the purpose of a Dr. Light story, which well, means right. freeing would, up the actors to work on an overlapping episode. So It would be a David Tennant Light episode, not exactly. a Dr. Light episode. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, either the good folks who write for some of these newspapers are Podshock listeners, or two, the members of the production crew are Podshock <laughs> listeners who are like, hmm, that's not a bad idea. Let's go and uh, bring Paul McGann back. Well, I, um, first off, the, the 2009 specials are Russell T. Davies' um, swan song. You know, he's, yeah, he had Journey's End was the finale and the Series 4 finale, his last chance of doing uh, a season finale. But he still has some specials to go, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he wants to go out with a with a bang. And I know that that Russell's been very supportive of Paul McGann and the Paul McGann movie, and rightfully so. You know, he he mm. he is very inclusionist with that. He wants to that to be part of the Doctor Who lore, and he mm. thinks that um, it, it looks like his his take on it is that Paul McGann got a raw deal. So it makes some sense. It's not like they're picking something really strange and it's very plausible that he, the time war is Russell's baby and mm. who was involved in the time war. Well, we saw all the way up to when uh, McCoy regenerated into Paul McGann. So there's only really one doctor who could be involved in the time war and that would be the McGann doctor. So there's, mm. there's a great deal of, logic behind what they're suggesting all the more reason why when bbc denied it we knew it was true mm, mm. um you know there's also some rumors that, that the master will return in that and and again if you're dealing with the time war we know that the master was involved in that we know the daleks are involved in that so we've got we've got some of our favorite baddies in there to to go out with 
many of these things are, are in, in, if you include the other rumor that was over the summer that uh, one of the specials is going to be shot in the United States with a big name actor. Um, and this, this brings from the fact that they are opening up a BBC is opening up an office in in um, in California in L.A. I believe. Yeah. 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 Um, and isn't um, I'm forgetting her name, but one of the BBC um, bosses, if you will, uh, she's just um, came to the states. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember her name either, but yeah, you 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 are right. I think she's she's one of the heads of drama. But she was, was the, she was drama. partly responsible um, in bringing Doctor Who back on television in two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, it's been a Tranter. while since. Uh, Tranter. Yeah. Uh, Jane Tranter. That's mm. it. That's it. I was going to say the name rings a bell, but I couldn't think of it. But um, I don't know. There's there's kind of lots of of of, of um, conflicting uh, reports about the movie, which um, does seem to be going ahead, um, mainly because Russell T Davies has always said, at least to my knowledge anyway, that he wouldn't want to do a movie. But he would now, James. That he wouldn't want to do a movie. Yeah, okay. he's, he's, he he's said that explicitly. And, and, wait, let's let's stop. Pause for one second. The, a third rumor is that they uh, that there is a possibility they're going to do a Doctor Who movie. That was the third major rumor. Yes. Sorry, uh, but I, I, I have to personally sorry. say I, I don't believe it. Uh, they took one comment about, "Hey, would you be interested in doing a Doctor Who movie?" Yeah, a Doctor Who movie would be great. Not yes, well, I'm is... making a Doctor Who movie. You Sorry. have to you have to take these things, you know. Hey, do you yeah. like blue skies? I love blue skies, you know. Russell T. Davies films Doctor Who movie in Sky. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, they make up whatever they want. Well they do, they do. But uh, the the connection there was that allegedly sorry, I, I should have made myself uh, more clear, I should have been more explicit, that allegedly they that they would be filming the new movie, or they will be filming a new movie possibly in the States. Now, um, Russell T. Davies himself has said that he would never, ever do a film, do a movie version. Right. But, but they, they asked but Stephen, Stephen Moffat, Moffat. did not say that. And Stephen Moffat said, I would love there to be a film, but it would, it would have to not conflict with the filming of the series, okay. and it would have to be brilliant. Otherwise, me- I wouldn't do it. May I, Again. may I connect a few dots for you, James? I'm gonna throw <laughs> I'm gonna throw a few things out there in the uh, yep. Ken Deep conspiracy okay. call box, and see what you think. The 1996 movie had Paul McGann shot in Vancouver, but it was a U.S. production for Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was down the chain, and it had some involvement at some point with Amblin Productions, with Steven Spielberg's company. Right? Didn't they mm-hmm. originally option it or? Mm-hmm. Um, something along those lines. Now, tying the rumors that we have together, David Tennant wants to make the leap into the United States the way Christopher Eccleston did, where he's on Heroes and now is going to be in this uh, G.I. Joe movie. Tennant is a, is a star on his way up. Everybody knows that. He's a fantastic da- actor, uh, dashingly handsome, everything you'd want in a, in a leading man. And he's, and he's British. So that in the U.S. instantly gives some credibility. 
he wants to make the move to the States. Where did they do this 96 movie in the States? They want to have Paul McGann back. They want to go out with a bang. They've opened a thing in the United States. Um, uh, 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 Stephen Moffat just turned down a gig with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, we I was going to see many of these things. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That's, that's where this mm. all the seed, this germ of an idea of a film coming back, I think, started once again with that uh, news that Stephen uh, Moffat turned down Steven Spielberg's offer to do a, a movie. Steven Spielberg, the guy, the produ- the head of the production company that originally optioned for the Fox movie. Mm, mm. But let me and play the, a little devil's advocate the, on this. And they have been trying to make a Doctor Who movie um, since the second Peter Cushing movie came out in the mid '60s. Uh, mm, there was mm-hmm. a, an option for a third Cushing movie. They never exercised it. Tom Baker tried it with Scratch Man, with Vincent Price, and and and, and, and several times between that production and the and McGann production, which originally started as a theatrical release, it doesn't happen. And 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 I'm. And I'm not against it. What I'm saying is we've we've heard these things time and time again, and it seems almost an annual event where Doctor Who gets mentioned for the big screen. Doctor Who is not a big screen production. It's a television well, I agree. Show. I agree entirely. And I, I, I'm with you completely that we should take these um, – every sort of rumor that comes out as um, – with a pinch of salt because there's there's – there's again there's no smoke without fire but again the main source seems to be that Stephen Moffat says oh well you know I wouldn't mind doing a film I think it would now, be a good th- thing to do but that doesn't saying, mean that it's there's they're saying about this US uh episode or the, this US special that they want to have a really big name American actress be in it yes. well again going back to if you think of it from a theatrical point of view it's probably more feasible to have a a big name star uh, it's more affordable to have a big name star in a in a giant production than it would let's say for a specific tv special but well, uh, yeah you know, i could be wrong tying that back into the movie the the other rumored or the, the the thing that was being in the news as being tipped off as um a certain actress being in the movie was Catherine zeta uh, jones was um, tipped off as being in the movie. Now, I think this stems back from a comment that, again, Russell T. Davies might have said, and this is where they extrapolating this from, is um, being, this is Russell T. Davies speaking, saying, being from Wales myself, I would love to have Catherine Zeta-Jones as a companion for the Doctor. Now, that's just like saying, oh, wow, I'd love to have chocolate ice cream. Doesn't mean chocolate ice cream yeah, is well, going to be in there. I mean, <laughs> you can read the exact line from the Sun article was yesterday, Davies told us he would love Catherine Zeta-Jones to be the Doctor's companion on the big screen, which is slander, because exactly as you've said, Lewis, he said, oh, well, if I had to to, to pick someone, I would like Catherine Zeta-Jones to be the Doctor's companion, you know, because they both were born in Swansea, they're both Welsh, she's a big-name actress, she's a very good actress. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge star. And a huge star. So if yeah. you were going to have to cast it on the big screen, you would choose someone like Catherine Zeta-Jones, of course. But that doesn't mean that it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um, you know, the, every, the whole article is just so vague and so, so tenuous. Um, you know, allegedly uh, David Tennant has signed on for a one and a half million pound contract. Um, it's going to be... Um, coming out in in 2010 uh, and then they say oh it's going to happen within the next few years you know 
this is why it's important to take this with a pinch of salt. I'm, I'm not sure where I stand on there being a film. I think that Doctor Who is very much a television production, and it's very difficult to um, to cram forty years of history and of of of, of culture, really, because it is it is a cultural icon, into um, an hour and a half and sell it to not just in the UK where it will obviously be a success no matter what, but abroad and, 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 and in the wider world. I don't think that would work. And I think that's, that's why, um, the 1996 movie in Fox's eyes anyway, was for want of a better word, a flop because people in the States, unless they were a fan, they didn't get it. Even, you know, a lot of, of, of my friends who weren't Doctor Who fans, who watched it didn't get it because you know they um as i think sylvester mccoy himself has said that he shouldn't have been in the film it should have just been paul mcgann and then if it had been a series they could have gone back and done a flashback with sylvester mccoy in it and shown how paul mcgann came into things so i think that the you're both of you are quite right we need to take this with a pinch of salt i if there was a film I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Would you support support it, or would you be kind of like how I am and a bit kind of well, you know, a bit skeptical, maybe? Oh, I won't go to see something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying an outright boycott, but would you? Do you think I, it could success? I'd Obviously, be sleeping out on the I'd be sleeping out on the side of the theater. You know, a few days ahead of time. Probably. If they do it the way Ken had previously spoke about doing it in previous Doctor Who Podshocks, if they do it similar to like what they did with the X Files movie, and um, where it's 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 not out, where opposite of what they did with Peter Cushing, where it had nothing to do with the TV series whatsoever. So if it was still within the thread of the TV series, in other words, it had the current Doctor, whatever his current companions might be, you know, and and it was just done in you know part of that storyline i mean where it could be a standalone episode it's not where you had to it's not like a prerequisite that you had to know the series going into the movie but um but that's another problem that you face where you know anyone that's not familiar with the series who's this guy why is he traveling in a a blue police box you know and you kind of have to set that up this summer's um clone wars movie is an interesting example it's literally the theatrical pilot to the The animated series that's airing in, in, starting in October, uh, they use that as a setup. This Friday, uh, yeah. Well, this Friday, as of this recording, <laughs> yes. Um, they're they're using they use that almost as a setup, almost as a uh, if one it legitimizes the pilot by saying, well, it was a theatrical release, and two, uh, they spend all this buzz about getting a movie out onto the big screen, and then when you turn around and say, well, it's going to be on TV in a couple of months, people are like, really? You know, that's there's a there's an excitement to that, but it is it is um it's the same as the TV series, the characters, the animation, the people behind the scenes. So there's a consistency there. There's a, there's a continuity being done, and that's what you're saying with the and, and I originally said about the. Um, if you take Doctor Who to the big screen, you want that continuity. You want to just take it as if it's a regular episode, but it happens to be shot on the big screen. And that's the kind of thing that, as you use the X-Files as an example, they just they just upped it to a theatrical uh, style. They made, they made the events a little bit bigger. They had the, the scope of a movie in the first one. In the second one, they, they scoped it down, actually. But 
you um, they didn't waste time trying to introduce a brand new crowd to doc, to to the X Files, and they shouldn't add they shouldn't try to get a brand new crowd to Doctor Who. If that's the intention, and the intention is to introduce people to Doctor Who, it's not going to work. And and I and, and I just wouldn't I wouldn't be interested in seeing something like that. I already know what's going on. So for the people who are already fans, they're going to be like, I, okay, I get it. I know what you are. You're Time Lord. You're traveling in a blue box. I get it. And I think that there are, I think new fans are going to gravitate to the TV show on their channel, be it the Sci-Fi Channel or CBC or BBC. Those people are going to find it. And if those people are already interested and the ratings are strong, they'll go and support the movie. Then make the movie the way I say it. Just make it as it, as if it's a, a a larger episode, a bigger budget episode. Do things you can't do on TV. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you're going to spend money to go sit in a theater, you want to see something that you can't see on TV. A bigger budget, bigger set, better special effects, all that stuff. Um, mm. Mm. Now, Russell T. Davies is now being quoted, you know, as far as his returning to Doctor Who for the film is that he would be very interested in doing it to quote. Um, and this is a quote that was published on io9 website, io9.com, where he says, um, I'd be very interested in coming back for it. I think it would be a lovely and um, and could work as an idea. They did one back in the 1960s and that worked and it didn't affect the TV series at all. So I think um, now if that's to believed, I think then if he did come back to do a feature film, he would make sure that it didn't interfere with the television series. So um, I, I don't know what to read into that, but he did add someday so that it's, it couldn't be you know perceived as an announcement. So you know, again, it just goes right back to the rumor mill, whether or not it's well, happening the, or not. The reason for making the first two movies back in the '60s with Peter Cushing was to to tap into get, the whole Dalek mania thing. Well, and to and to up it to another level. It was in color. It was on the big screen. It was it was things they couldn't afford to do at the time. But it seemed more of a vehicle for the Daleks than it did for the Doctor. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, again, it, it, it goes. If you're going to go into the movies, the only reason for making a movie is to make money. So, um, why 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 else would they do a movie? And that's what they did back then, and that's what they would do now. The question becomes: if it's a BBC property, there's that whole issue of making money. Um, and and again, going back to me just taking the the um, the stance that it just won't get done. I mean, there there's just I think See, there's too much. I wouldn't want it to affect the TV series, but at the same time, I wouldn't want it to be non-canonical, you know, um, outside right. the canon. You know, so I don't know if you can have the best of both worlds. I think you'd have a standalone story that has the existing, again, the, the existing actor that's playing the, doc, the doctor, be it David Tennant or not, um, and whoever the companions are and have an outside story for the film and it won't affect the TV series. Uh, you know. Well, let's go, let's go back to the late 70s. If Doctor Who meets the Scratch Man was actually made, would and it was a, a big budget movie starring Tom Baker and and um, Vincent Price, mm-hmm. and there was this full budget science fiction movie, uh, maybe not rivaling a Star Wars in special effects for the time. You have to put yourself back in the late seventies, but enough that it was able to pull off the special effects of some of the movies that came out. The black post hole. Star Wars, mm-hmm. the black hole of the world, and 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 some of those you know the 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 knockoffs, um, 
if they made a, a big screen movie that, that didn't have the wobbly sets and all that kind of stuff, Tom Baker would be a movie star now. And there would be a, a different vehicle for him getting into the United States. There would be a different perception of Doctor Who uh, than there would be now. When you think of classic Doctor Who, you think of the Tom Baker era and the fact that it was on you know, small TV stations or PBS stations or things like that back in the 70s. But if they actually got it to the big screen, there would there's a whole different dynamic going on. And I think that's what, what why these rumors are going on and why they might say we want David Tennant to be there. And perhaps this would be a great vehicle to let David Tennant make the move to the big screen mm-hmm. um, to the point where if he can hold up the Doctor Who movie, there's a chance he could go and be in G.I. Joe like Chris Eccleston. Well, the, the, the not thing to is, say that he couldn't now. I'm just saying that no, there might not. be more going on. I mean, he, he has, of course. He's been in things like Harry, Harry Potter, Potter uh, yeah. where he played um, Barty Crouch Jr. And um, he has been in, 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 in some big films. But the thing is, is that I think that, that um, in order for him to sort of headline or be the the main star in in a film he needs to go out and he needs to make more of a name for himself in the states i don't know if that's what he wants to do um whether he's he would prefer to 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 kind of do more what christopher eccleston would do and 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 play a part in in one of the most successful sci-fi shows in the states um heroes being the example um, yeah. I honestly don't know um, what his game plan is, but certainly if that's what he's looking to do, then you can completely understand why he would want to be in in the the, the movie if and when it does it does come out. Um, you know, well, there are definitely things to keep an eye on. I mean, again, these are all rumors. As the information starts to trickle in, more and more things may make sense. Out of the things that we just threw out. You'll probably find one or two or maybe three of them to be true. You're going to find one or two or three or four of them will probably be false. Something will be right down the middle in between there that, well, okay, I can see where they got this idea from, but it turned out to be this. Those things always seem to happen, and we just wanted to explore it a little bit. I'm sure we're going to get some feedback, you know, some emails, feedback at podshock.net or uh, leaving a voice message on Skype or an 8 million other ways. There's one other uh, news item, and this was a confirmed news item, but it is a spoiler, so I'll keep it in the, in the spoiler envelope. Uh, the title yes. for the 2008 <laughs> Christmas, Christmas special was announced, and once again, I think somebody's a Podshock listener. Because the title... <laughs> I know, because you have spoken about this in the past, Ken. Well, the we title all have. of the Christmas special for 2008, featuring the Cybermen, uh, will be The Next Doctor, and apparently there's a peak at a future Doctor. And that's something that, yes, back in the, during the Five Doctors uh, and, and, our, and our review of the, the, the Five Doctors special editions coming to DVD and such, I said there was a great opportunity when they kind of knew that Colin Baker was coming aboard uh, back in 1983 – uh, there was an opportunity to have a flash forward of the Colin Baker mm-hmm. doctor, even if it was just a brief glimpse. If they kind of knew who the actor was going to be, there was an opportunity being it's a time travel show to peek into the future. And I'm sure I'm not the only Doctor Who fan has ever thought that. And, and no. But it, I'm just – it would be fun to think that somebody said, you know, that we, we can do that. We could pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, but great Doctor Who minds think alike, I'm sure. So uh, other writers and – Doctor Who fans have speculated on such things. I was just lucky enough to have a podcast to say it on. Well, this mm. goes back to the the Sun article that um, had um, 
was it David Morrissey? Da- David Morrissey, yes. Yeah, and they speculated he now he's in the Christmas special, which is called the Next Doctor. Now that we know the name, and um, it's a period piece, and he's dressed in period clothing, and it, he looks very Doctorish. But that's again, that's the style of dress, uh, that Edwardian um, style of dress. So. I was reading into that. Perhaps um, they, they were drawing conclusions from the way he looked that maybe they were gearing him up to be the next Doctor. This is before the title was announced. Yeah, sure. Well, quite. And I mean, even, uh, well, Russell T. Davis has said himself recently, just quoting from the BBC website, um, about the start of um, the adventure itself. He says, The Doctor arrives and hears a damsel in distress. The Doctor steps forward to save her when this other man, to be played by David Morrissey, swings in, dashing, brilliant, amazing, clever, witty, saves the day. The Doctor asks, who are you? The man says, I'm the Doctor. Good scene. The Doctor becomes his companion. I like that. Sweet. There will be a beautiful woman too, of course, <laughs> but it's re- really it's the Doctor paired with a new Doctor. So, so we're getting another now, multi-part, another multi-doctor story. Now, when it, yeah. when it states the doctor becomes his companion, which doctor, the future doctor or the current doctor? Is- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the question. And, uh, and also what, what it is, what's great about Doctor Who is, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be the fact that the actual next doctor, the 11th yeah, that's doctor. That's true. I mean, we all, be- everyone's jumped to conclusions. Oh, well, this must mean that David Tennant's leaving and, and he's going to be the 11th doctor. No, because it's just, it's, it's one possible right. outcome and, um, and, and James don't know if we're limited to 12 gen- regenerations because again going back to what we know in the past the time lords can grant more regenerations they offered it to the master and A now that the time lords new life cycle yes and now that the time lords are no longer around supposedly for the most part who knows if that limitation still exists Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's no there's no um, suggestion that he's actually um, a time lord. He just he's 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 the doctor. So it could be a person. <laughs> he's person, more than just lawful. a time lord. Well, yeah. This goes back to the whole speculation when the doctor's daughter title was announced and people yeah. were like biting their nails. Like, what's going on? Who's the doctor's daughter and what it's yeah. about? So people. So were, this could just be a clever ploy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and and the the BBC. Well, there's a great there's a great big finish called the One Doctor, starring Colin Baker, where there's a um, a character calling himself the Doctor, who's impersonating the Doctor. It's a brilliant story, and it's very tongue in cheek and uh, and very funny and a lot of fun, and uh, you know the current production team has tipped their hat to some of the big finish stories in the past. Maybe they're going to do something like that. Uh, the other thing, as far as the just some logic involved here. If there was a new actor cast as the doctor to replace David Tennant, I think the news would have leaked out by now. Well, well if, if, if Mr. Morrissey out. was already being cast, you know, he, he took over, he was planning on taking over the role, even if it was in the future. I mean, it would have, those tabloids would have been all over it. it. Front, front page news. Yeah, because it seems that, the, the the tabloids know that 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 Doctor Who is 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 a much loved show and attracts a lot of attention and they're oh, going to sell newspapers. a lot of papers exactly they're going to sell a lot of papers if they run even a, a story that's only slightly related to Doctor Who so you know it's it's no wonder that they they want to get as many kind of uh, 
hints of spoilers or leaks or whatever as out there as they can because they'll sell more papers uh which is what they're there to do <laughs> so they'll run any tripe that they can in the hopes of uh well lewis had mentioned on a different podcast um that there was a museum exhibit going on that was part of this star wars thing and, mm-hmm. and really it was just using the star wars name to get people to come in well it's just the same thing you know they'll get you to read the paper if there's one you know it's uh, the news story is new doctor comma who is very good you, you see and they're like oh no new doctor who see it says new doctor mm-hmm. who buy the paper they're just they're just looking they're to make toy yeah they're toying so those are some of the news stories, and that well, one's rumors. Little... The news stories about news stories. Yeah, <laughs> I'm commenting one... about what's going on in the rumor mill, so to say. None of this is uh, official, is what I'm getting at. This is just stuff that's been well, published. The, the title, the title was an yes. official release. The, it's official. The that we can official. we can say yes. Everything and... else we've we've construed or or um, conjectured on, just kind of talked about the the underlying rumors, I guess. Um, and with. Um... With the Cybermen being in the Christmas special as well, there's some questions there. Is it alternate universe uh, um, Cybermen? Is it. In know, which case, it would be an alternate doctor. It would be course, an alternate so. doctor. It could be the regeneration of the alternate David Tennant. Yes, yeah. Or uh, who knows who can say. But interestingly, actually, um, just talking, you, when you said Cybermen, you reminded me about this. I heard the other day that. Um, uh, I kind of, um, I was a bit surprised at the end of the current series, series mm-hmm. four, yeah. that they did have kind of like what they had um, a teaser back the past few times, a teaser for the Christmas special. Well, they filmed one. They they filmed one, but they chose not to include it in the episode. So it features the Cybermen in the TARDIS, and it's going to be part of the box set. It's mm-hmm. going to be an Easter egg or an extra on the series four box set so i'm quite interested to see um what that's going to be like because the box set comes out i think in, in november. november and mm-hmm. obviously the, the christmas special will be probably on christmas day or mm-hmm. or there, thereabouts so it'll be kind of nice to to get the uh, it's also like it's almost like a built-in teaser for the Christmas special. There's exactly. a couple of photos that are in yes. the book that's out by Russell T. Davies, the uh, Doctor, uh, Doctor Who, the writer's tale, I think it is. Yeah, mm. it comes. That's in the states. I think it comes out in November. It's out already, right? In in the UK. Yes. Well, the, I, so, I ordered it from Amazon, and I think my date is sometime in November that that we were getting it here. Yeah, actually, yeah. I had contacted someone about getting a review for our show. Um, or so, getting Russell on the show to promote his book. Well, it's always, uh, <laughs> Russell, you're always invited. The invite's always there you're for always you. You're always welcome, of course, of course. There, there's um, a, a, someone that must have scanned in a couple of photos on another site. There's a link to it on our site, gallifrandembassy.org or podshock.net. Both will bring you to the same place, and you can. Um, it's in the forums, a link to it. Mm-hmm. Just, um, I don't know about you chaps, but there's just one other news story that I'd like to talk about, and then I guess we can maybe run into sort of a convention uh, wrap-up or, or, or um, sure. talk about ones that are coming up. Um, it's not a new story per se, but I think it is of interest. Certainly, I, I'm thrilled about this, um, as many Doctor Who fans will be. The BBC is running a competition um, for children in need in which um, a fan and three members of their family, no matter what the age, I think it's, it's, it's above... You have to enter 
to enter you have to be 16 or over but to tour the set you have to be five or over um but basically you can win uh, a tour backstage at the doctor who studios with the torchwood set and the doctor who set and the sarah jane adventure set so you really get to see kind of what's going on behind the scenes and how the bbc brings everything together and, and brings everything to life um it's it looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. The tour itself would be on the 8th or 9th of November. Um, and to enter the competition, as I said before, you've got to be age 16 or over and answer this question, which is, in the episode The Stolen Earth, where in space did the Daleks hide 27 planets? A, the Horsehead Nebula, B, the Omega Spiral, or C, the Medusa Cascade? The number to call with the correct answer is 0901326 I think, unfortunately, you have to be uh, a UK resident to enter, sadly. Um, call cost, uh, call, calls cost 75 pence from a BT landline. Obviously, mobiles are going to be more, but I'm going to enter. I want <laughs> I I really would love to go and, and tour the set. And it's it's also done in, con- in conjunction... Um, with uh bbc radio one and chris moyles recently did a a tour um of the set and there's a load of videos on on his website on the radio one website which i believe as far as i'm aware aren't region locked so you don't have to be in the uk to watch them or to listen i think I, i hit that the other day and i think you can see it even here in the states so I have to say, it's very amusing. They they did a tour of the Torchwood um, uh, set with John Barrowman and uh, and of particular interest uh, and, and was very amusing, at least uh, from my perspective, was uh, where they toured Jack's office. And Jack kind of has this sleeping quarters, which is like a little sort of hole in the ground. And uh, there's a lot of hilarity, you know, uh, surrounding that. I won't say any more because it's a family show. But okay. uh, you can you can go there and watch it. It's, it's pretty funny, and it's it's definitely a good laugh. You know what John Barrowman is like, yes, so yes. <laughs> I'll I'll say no more on that one. Uh, but I just wanted to to, to interject that because uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot of people out there in the UK who'd be interested in that. So there we go. Well, I have one more news story before we take a break, and then we'll come back with a convention roundup. Um, and that is there there are a few new releases uh, that have been announced. Uh, coming to the UK and then, of course, uh, eventually the States. Uh, double set of The Rescue and The Romans, two Hartnell classics are on deck, as well as The Twin Dilemma and Attack of the Cybermen, which will complete Colin Baker's run on, on DVD. I'm pretty sure that uh, pretty much uh, sews the whole Colin Baker era up. The Colin Baker gets a chance to uh, have be the first Doctor to have every single episode of his out on DVD, so that's pretty cool. Looking forward to uh, more and more DVDs coming into my uh, my mailbox. We have here in the states we're awaiting a trial. I think Trial of the Time Lords are our next thing um, on its way, and I hear the extras on that are spectacular. I I haven't seen the uh, the Region Two set yet, but I've been reading a lot about it. So a few new releases coming up. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to be back with the uh, Doctor Who convention wrap up. Doctor Who Podshock. And uh, podshock.net or gallifreyanembassy.org. Feedback at podshock.net is the 
the email address so you can always send your feedback. And Doctor Who Podshock is made possible by listeners like you with your generous support, as well as uh, a few of our sponsors, which we'll also talk about in a little bit. We'll be right back on Doctor Who Podshock. Hello, my name's Wendy Padbury and you're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. It's not as long as Podshock. It doesn't have remotely the same amount of in-depth interviews as the WhoCast. It's not even as full of spoilers as Outpost Gallifrey. In fact, it's just some bloke talking about the best show in the universe. The Tin Dog Podcast. Find it on iTunes. Okay, we're back with Dr. Who Podshock. At this time, once again, show our appreciation to the New England fan experience for being a sponsor to Dr. Who Podshock, and we're much appreciative of that. And to that, we want to bring it to your attention that it's um, coming up soon. It's November 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. It's an exciting show. At the show, you'll have a chance to see and um, an opportunity to meet Robert Picardo of Stargate Atlantis and obviously Star Trek Voyager. George Takei, oh my, of Star Trek. And <laughs> if you don't know who George Takei is, you're not a, not a sci-fi fan. <laughs> Mr. Sulu, and he's also not just limited to Star Trek. If you're a Heroes fan, he's um, mm-hmm. he's been in Heroes. Also there will be Lee Thompson of Back to the Future fame. And Howard the Duck. And Howard the Duck. Now, ha- Howard the Duck is not going to be there, but of the <laughs> film Howard the Duck. <laughs> it would have been really something if Howard the Duck was there, but... <laughs> uh, also, Marina Bakarin, who is in Stargate SG-1 and Firefly. And yes. In addition, Mark Goddard from Lost in Space. Um, he played uh, Colonel uh, Major West from Lost in yep. Space. So yeah, it's if, a great lineup and a very diverse lineup too. You have Star Trek, and Stargate, and Firefly, and, and Back to the Future. I mean, it's just and, and Howard the Duck. I mean, how are you going to go wrong with Howard the Duck? The New England fan experience—it's the um, re-envisioning of, of United FanCon, which Lewis and I attended uh, this past November, November of 2007, when it was back in Springfield, Massachusetts. They're they're going in a brand new direction. Yeah, the uh, still a, Regency in Cambridge this year. Yeah, the Hyatt Regency in Cambridge, you know, just outside of Boston, uh, November 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, 2008. It's the 45th anniversary of Doctor Who, and we're awaiting, with our fingers crossed, the, <laughs> announcement, of Doctor, yes, uh, the announcement of a Doctor <laughs> Who guest. We had the wonderful Wendy Padbury there last year. This is one of those conventions that every year, no matter what, has a Doctor Who guest. They, 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 they were applauded by me in the past for being one of those conventions that, that was always loyal to Doctor Who and to Doctor Who fans. And uh, I have my, my vacation time already in and our reservations made, and uh, Lewis and I will, will be there. We'll be doing Podshock from the New England Fan Experience, and uh, 
that should be pretty exciting. Well, regardless whether or not they have a Doctor Who uh, guest or not, it's it's a it's a good show. It's run by fans for fans. They've been doing this for about seventeen years, so they. Well, definitely... let me tell you, one of the things I was most impressed with last year was when we were waiting for autographs. Do you remember when they had the autograph line? Mm-hmm. You sure. sat in the main room and they called up. You know, you that you sat down in, in a regular chair and there was the stage and the video screen and stuff like that, and they would have you come up by row. It wasn't like this cattle pen line. I, I just thought it was a brilliant idea. You sit comfortably and civilized, and then you got up uh, with a row of people, and there was a row of 15 people. I mean, you know, a, a line of 15 people. You went and got your autograph, and you moved on. It wasn't, it wasn't this long standing around and, you know, switching from one leg to another, trying to keep your foot from falling asleep. It wasn't any of that. It was very civilized. It was thought out, and I thought that was great. Well, for registration and hotel information and more information about the New England Fan Experience, be sure to go to www.nefe, that stands for New England Fan Experience. So once again, that's www.nefe.us, and that will bring you to their site. Fantastic. You know, the weekend after that is, of course, Chicago TARDIS, uh, November 28th, 29th, and 30th, 2008, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, of course, here in the United States. Colin Baker is the uh, the guest of honor, as well as Elizabeth Sladen, the star of Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Canine and Company, and the Sarah Jane Adventures. Uh, to, in my mind, as big a guest as any of the actors that play the Doctor himself. Uh, she's been in everything, classic series, new series, I mean, all over the place. So uh, absolutely lovely person, Elizabeth Sladen. So you have Colin Baker, Elizabeth Sladen, as well as uh, Paul Cornell and, and um, uh, Robert Sherman, Nicholas Briggs, Gary Russell. I mean, the, you know, the usual, the, the run of big Finnish uh, people there, a bunch of authors and um, just a great lineup. Always. A, it's an annual event out in Chicago. So we have back to back conventions in late November. I think that's awesome. And, of course, looking ahead to February of uh, 2009, February 13th, 14th, and 15th, 2009, at the LAX Marriott, of course, is Gallifrey 20. And for you conspiracy theorists out there, hmm, if they started shooting a Doctor Who episode in the United States in L.A., (laughs) do you think they could start in February by any chance? (laughs) Hmm, I'm just saying. (laughs) <laughs> now um the three main guests this year at at gallifrey 20 are extraordinary these guys are uh, have been around for a long time uh involved in doctor who and that would be james norton lewis trapani and ken deep as they do doctor who Podchuck again this Indeed. year no i'm kidding of course I mean, <laughs> dude, we didn't even I make it say, above we're not the, doc, the guy there. who ate the, the moths ate his scarf <laughs> the guy, the guy who who had his scarf eaten by moths, has ranked higher in the uh, on on the list of people. We're right. Actually, we did make it above the janitorial staff of the Marriott. So, <laughs> How uh, long have we been doing this? Um, twenty. I don't know. We've been doing it a long five time. Five years. Twenty. <laughs> I gotta make a phone call. I gotta call some people. See what's going on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Gallifrey twenty twenty five to life. Uh, Phil Collinson, uh, Nicola Bryant was just recently added. Perry. Uh, the lovely and talented Nicola Bryant, uh, Gareth David Lloyd, Graham Harper, Phil Ford, Keith Temple, Paul Cornell, James Moran, Tony Lee. Uh, the list goes on and on and on, and um, they are not done because I, 
I know for a fact that there's another guest out there they haven't announced yet. So um, keep your eye out on that. Gallifrey1.com is the website. Uh, Lewis, James, and I, we've been promising this twice already, so hopefully third time's the charm that the three mm-hmm. of us will be there. Uh, this is a special event, and I, and I know James is – James, what are we doing here? Are we going? We're going. Okay. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to be there. Come hell or high water because – it's the 20th one, and like you've said, I've been meaning to get certainly to the last one, uh, if not the one before. So this time I'm doing it. There's, there's okay. no question. I'll be there. Also be in the there. house, of course, will be our, um, our uh, roving reporter, Billy Davis, and um, our man, Joshua Lou Freeman, will be out there as well. Out in L.A. always makes us feel welcome when we come to Los Angeles. He did last year, and he's like, dude, we are going to party. It's Gallifrey. We always have a good time, and it's going to be a great time out in Galley. And then in April, April 4th, 5th, 6th, 2009, I believe is the last of my – no, actually, it's not the last of my convention wrap-ups. I don't want to get myself into any hot water here. But then we have Icon, Icon 28. Will be April third, fourth, and fifth, two thousand nine. It is no longer at SUNY Stony Brook. It is going to be in three locations, uh, at um, Suffolk Community College here in um, Brentwood, Long Island, as well as the Ronkonkoma Holiday Inn, and I believe a Marriott location. I don't offhand know what the third location was. I have heard that this year they're going to be getting a Doctor Who guest. Well, that should be pretty cool. It hasn't been announced yet. We'll keep our fingers crossed that they get that deal sealed. That would be awesome. And they can we've been email, asking for what's the email address for them for listeners that want to email to ask for our Doctor Who guest. Good thing you asked. It's um, I believe it is media at iconsf.org. And the website is www.iconsf.org for further information. Okay. One other convention i wanted to mention i've been in, we've been in touch over the last couple of weeks with jared uh, a great fellow down in orlando florida who's putting together hurricane who and that's scheduled for october of 2009 late october 2009 in orlando florida and they have already announced Luis jameson is going to be there from doctor who she has other guests on deck it should be pretty spectacular that's going to be uh, coming up in October 2009. This is a guy who's doing a convention right. He's planning way, way ahead. He's been working on it for almost a year already. He's still got a year ahead of him. He's already got the, the location set. He's already got guests lined up. And uh, I know that, that I've already made my plans to be there next October. I think that's going to be uh, something pretty spectacular. Now, he's also announced flipping, flipping around here, going Back to the Future, sort of. Uh, he has a, a dinner with Terrence Dix, a, a little mini convention uh, for this year, for November of 2008, uh, on the anniversary, on November 22nd, 23rd, if you're down in the Orlando area. Uh, he's doing a, a special one-day event with, uh, with Terrence Dix, a party for the anniversary. And more information, of course, can be found if you, you go to um, Hurricane Who's website the links of course for any of these things are always on podshock.net or gallifreyembassy.org in our um, web resources department thank you ken and we also want to mention that you know the whole point of conventions is to bring fans together under one roof and have a good time so um but they're not just limited to conventions sometimes they're 
organizations, little clubs, clubs that come together to do the same thing on a more um, regular basis, you know, have monthly meetings or whatever. And that's what the Galifrey Embassy originally started doing. We started back in um, 1985 um, having monthly meetings and whatever. And um, also over the last few years, another group out of Manhattan, New York City, uh, Dr. Hugh NY, DWNY has um, been around and a great group of people. And you had mentioned Billy Davis before, who's, um, who was with us back in um, Gallifrey 19. And um, an icon, of course, every year at icon. And he was also with us when we were at United, United fan con. He coined the phrase United Fonz con. (laughs) Well, we should explain why that was because of um, Henry uh, Winkler. Henry Winkler was there. Yes. So um, (laughs) it was great. Anyway, so he had the opportunity to um, to do an interview with some of the people that were gathered at the DWNY, I think it was the series finale meeting. Of- mm-hmm. In July of 2000. Yes. Yep. So um, without any further ado, let's um, let's listen to his report here. Hello, friends. This is Billy Davis reporting for Podshock here at La Casina Restaurant, Mexican restaurant in Manhattan, where... Doctor Who New York fan club is holding their end of season party where we're going to be viewing the last two episodes of series four and uh, hanging out with all Doctor Who fans. So, okay, and let's listen in while President Barnaby Edwards is going to introduce the stolen earth. that ends right there so we would like to thank billy for um you know putting that piece together that's a little teaser he has uh, more segments that will be showing well we'll be not showing but airing <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting if we were showing it yes <laughs> uh yes we'll and also we, as a postscript future. to this discussion uh, billy's incredible experience at the series finale party that dwny hosted uh prompted lewis and i to join Billy at their next viewing party a few weeks later, and we had an incredible time. Oh, yeah, we had a grand time. Um, I knocked back a few hundred sangrias, <laughs> and we watched, what was the, uh, oh, Genesis of the Daleks. 
for yes. the viewing party. Yes. The same restaurant. The food was great. The service was great. The people were a lot of fun. Um, we got a chance to meet Taras for the first in time. In person. <laughs> in person, in the flesh. Everybody checked to see if he was the real deal, and he was. And uh, and that was great. And they were just a, a great group of people. DWNY um, been very supportive of the Gallifrey Embassy, and 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 we reciprocate as well. You know, that's uh, being that I've uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to have a, a Podshock or a Gallifrey Embassy meet up here um, since starting relaunching the website and starting the podcast. So uh, we well, we've attended. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I just wanted to remind everyone you can go to DW, uh, org for their website and they have a, a forum there as well. And, um, you know, so check them out. And if you're ever, you know, if you are obviously in Manhattan or in the New York area, they have regular meetings. They they meet um, at a pub once a, once a month and they also have a video meetup as well, usually towards the end of the month. So um, information is on their calendar and, and we try to post their events on our calendar as well at podshock.net too, so. And while we're in a sort of, you know, fan group um, um, love session, <laughs> I want to mention that um, at Esco on um, MySpace, the, the um, Podshock MySpace page, which is, of course, MySpace, my, get my tongue out of my, from out of my shoes, MySpace.com slash Doctor Who Podshock. Uh, he sent me a message about a group that he's recently joined and, and has recently started up, uh, the Doctor Who fans of San Antonio down in San Antonio, Texas. He said that he's had a, a really, uh, really great time with this this group down there, and that they were doing some wonderful things. And so, if you're down in San Antonio, Texas, or in the in the area, and are looking for a group, there's a uh, a great group of people that are meeting down there. And if you need any further details on that, of course, you can always hit me up on the MySpace page, and I will forward you the information. So. Well, and remind everyone that we have um, our forums on the org and podshock.net. That's the main central hub of everything of Dr. Who Podshock and the Gallifrey Embassy. So uh, be sure to check it out there. We um, constantly have updates and information there in between Dr. Who Podshock episodes. So um, we're it's probably actually- the fastest way to get news is, you know, because the forums are very active and we have some news feeds there as well. So if you're checking that on a regular basis, you're always in the loop. Well, we're going to wrap things up here up now. So I want to remind everyone that you can send us your feedback at podshock.net, at feedback at podshock.net, that is. Uh, or, as we said, go to our websites, and we always welcome your feedback. Uh, since it is an audio podcast, we prefer that, but not limited to that. So, um, again, feedback at podshock.net. So how, how about, guys, you want to um, wrap things up? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I dedicated my Sunday afternoon to being here, and damn it, I'm going to talk about Doctor Who. All right, well, you can continue to do that while we wrap up the show. <laughs> we want to thank everyone for once again for being subscribers to Doctor Who Podshock. We always appreciate you, and um, and we want to yes, also tell a friend. Yeah, tell yeah. a friend. Tell tell two friends. Yes. And once, yeah, that's a tough friend. <laughs> Lewis, are, once, is there any chance that you're going to um, perhaps leak some news about an upcoming podcast, uh, uh, something new, something wonderful? Yeah, there'll be news announcements on um, our website, plus there'll be some sneak <laughs> preview episodes on this feed. So if you're listening to the feed, you'll you'll get some previews on some upcoming so you're not podcasts. Tell. You're not going to say anything. 
you leave people hanging. Yes, anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, I want to thank the New England Fan Experience. It's November 21st through the 23rd of this year, 2008. It's at the Hyatt Regency in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Check them out. Go to www.nefe.us for more information. And um, thank you for being a sponsor. And I, I, we had a good time today. We discussed a lot of stuff, and um, we had a grand time. So thank you, James and Ken. And Always oh, a thank pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> at that See point, you next time. All right, cheers, everyone. Cheers. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Lewis Trapani, and you can follow James at twitter.com slash James Norton. You can also follow Doctor Who Podshock on Twitter at twitter.com slash Podshock. You have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock by the fan run gallifreyandembassy.org and presented by Outpost Gallifrey at gallifrey1.com. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next week for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Podshock. You can email us at feedback at podshock.net. Opening theme by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This episode is sponsored by the New England Fan Experience. Be sure to attend the New England Ultimate Fan Experience at the Hyatt Regency in Cambridge, Massachusetts on November 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Visit www.nefe.us for details. This Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible in part by donations from listeners like you. I was rather enjoying that.